Welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, where we are the home of strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. My name is Jeff, and I'm going to be your host tonight as we are moving on to the second round. We're making our way around Walt Disney World to definitively decide who has earned the title Best Disney World Attraction. Back with me tonight are the bunch of Mouseketeers to make it happen. Let's take a second to find out who they are and what's in their glass. Uh, tonight we are getting started with Nikki. Nikki, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. One day we're not going to record this on a Monday night. And I'll, and I'll, imbibe. And I'll imbibe. I, I mean, it's my own rule. I can break it. I've been trying to just not drink through the week, and I've been doing pretty good. She has. So It's a pretty lofty goal. It's going to probably end soon. <laughs> but yeah, so I have a cup of black coffee and some water. All right. Well, uh, we up have up next uh, Joel. Joel, how are you doing? And what's in your glass tonight? I'm doing well. Tonight I decided to upgrade, uh, and it's a dangerous upgrade. Uh, I'm drinking Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey uh, to the Misfits, Black Sheep, and Screwballs of the world. Uh, I'm taking it straight right now on ice, just chilled. Uh, but I think later on, someone on uh, the Facebook page recommended mixing it with Dr. Pepper. So I'm going to try that next. Yeah, that's uh, that definitely sounds like something interesting. I like both of those. So that sounds very good. Very good. Peanut butter whiskey. Mm-hmm. Well, up next, uh, we've got Mike back with us. Mike, how you doing? And what do you have for us tonight? I am doing well. Yeah, I, I had saw, seen the recommendation about the Dr. Pepper and the screwball. I'm not personally a Dr. Pepper fan, so uh, I don't know if I would like that too much, but you'll have to let us know how that is. Uh, as for me, uh, I didn't get a chance to go by the Liquor Express, which is the place with all the cool beers. Uh, so I just went by Publix and I picked up a six pack of the Samuel Adams Wicked Hazy Juicy New England IPA. This is a it's a good uh, hazy IPA. It's a good um, I guess it's a good uh primer if you're not familiar with that style of beer because you can probably find it pretty much anywhere since it's sam adams and uh it is a very good example of that style of beer so cheers (laughs) (laughs) gotta love it i can see you waiting for it i was like oh yeah it was like a commercial (laughs) i know what's even funnier is uh our one our little one-year-old does the same thing in the morning when i'm drinking my coffee she'll, she'll wait for it she'll watch me and I go, ah, and she goes, ah, with me, so. Nice. Very nice. All right, well, up next, we've got Stephen back with us. Stephen, how are you doing, and what's in your glass tonight? Well, I'm doing extremely well, and it's related to my glass, because I found the last vestige of the Mountain Dew Major Melanin Zero Sugar. They went extinct like two months ago, and I rediscovered it like like the coelacanth. It rises again. So I'm going to be digging into that. <laughs> oh, very nice. I feel like that one's also got to be a good mixer with something out there. Well, who knows, though? Yeah, it's very Jolly Rancher watermelon, so. You can make a Mountain Dew Melantini. There we go. Yeah. Shake it and make a little martini. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. If you had something to cut that sweetness. Well, it had the vodka. Cut yeah. the sweetness. Oh, yeah, that would cut but it. Sh- shake it after you've poured it out of the can, yes. not before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you'll have a lot more fun that way. <laughs> Clean up on aisle three. Exactly. Well, you heard her here. 
She's going to talk into the mic this time. We've got Marissa back with us. I can talk into the mic? I mean, you're allowed to. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to force know. you. I don't but... know if anyone really wants to hear me. Uh, tonight, I'm going to do a battle of the seltzers. Mm. And I've got a black cherry, truly hard seltzer. And it's been in our refrigerator on the patio for who knows how long. It's been a minute. <laughs> All right. The black cherry flavor. You've got the uh, the truly, and you've got a white claw for later, right? I have a white claw for later. Nice. Just clearing out that fridge. Thank yep. God. <laughs> Doubling down on the basic white girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, very it nice. It could be a pumpkin spice hard seltzer. Okay. Oh. Is that a real thing? That's a hard pass. <laughs> oh. Yikes. Well, you've got the crew, you've got the games. We're diving into our round of 32. Up first today, we've got our Magic Kingdom round, or I should say our Magic Kingdom division, region? I don't know. But up first, we've got our number one seed, Space Mountain, versus our number eight seed, Jungle Cruise. After that, we'll have our number five seed battling it out against our number 13 seed, Dumbo. After that, we've got our six seed, It's a Small World, versus our 14 seed of Carousel of Progress. And wrapping up the Magic Kingdom division is the seven seed of Pirates of the Caribbean versus the two seed of Big Thunder Mountain. Up first is our matchup of Space Mountain versus Jungle Cruise, and we've got Nikki on the board. Yeah, I mean, this one, I mean, it's tough, but it's not. I mean, I love Jungle Cruise. I think it's such a fun ride. It's enjoyable. It makes me laugh if you get the right guide. And I said, I've always wanted to be the Jungle Cruise, I mean, what do they call them? Like the cruise director? I don't even know what they're calling them, but I still want that job. I feel like when I retire, I'm going to be a Jungle Cruise operator and I'm going to enjoy my days just looking at the hippos. Um, But Space Mountain wins this. So I choose Space Mountain. And right off the bat, Space Mountain picks up its first vote. Up next, we've got Joel. Joel, what say you? This was also a very tough one for me because I do love the Jungle Cruise. Uh, I'm a little leery about some of the changes that are coming to it and uh, curious to see uh, if that improves it or if it ruins it for me. You know, some of the uh, classic gags that they used to do. But, um, you know, still when I was thinking about this, I had to think about not just myself but other people as they come around. And uh, for me, one thing that I always thought of was when we're riding the monorail from the parking lot over to uh, Magic Kingdom, you see Space Mountain as you come out of the Contemporary Hotel. That's one of the first icons that you see over that brim. And, uh, and that just always got my daughter excited, realizing, oh my gosh, we're here. We're, we're coming up to it and all that stuff. So I got to go Space Mountain, too, as the uh, more lasting ride of the two. All right, and we've got another vote for Space Mountain. Up next, we've got Mike. Yeah, uh, I kind of really echo what uh, Nikki and Joel said. Uh, the J- Jungle Cruise is a lot of fun, uh, and it, especially if you get the right guide. Uh, and it is one. Of, it is one of those rides that you definitely want to hit uh, when you get to the Magic Kingdom. But Space Mountain is that is 
probably of all the rides at Magic Kingdom. I think that might be the one. I, I make it an absolute point every time that I'm there. You go, you go and you hit up Space Mountain. Uh, it's the first one I look for when I'm uh, trying to get my fast passes. Uh, I'm a I'm a thrill ride guy, and that's just that's my jam. So I'm giving my vote to Space Mountain. And just like that, Space Mountain gets the decisive third vote, but we still have Steven and Marissa to hear from. Steven, what say you? Yeah, I think the uh, best way I've decided to figure out which one of these things I'm going to vote for as we go on is which one of these would I rather burn one of my three fast pass on. And I would use a fast pass for either the Jungle Cruise or Space Mountain. But if I could only pick one because they only allow you one e-ticket the way the system's currently set up, I'd rather hit Space Mountain first. Um, it's just a more fun ride. It's more exciting. It's more thrilling. And, you know, the Jungle Cruise is so dependent on getting a good guide that if I burn a fast pass on that and I get somebody that's just done for the day and taking their last trip and wants to go home, it's a waste of a fast pass. So Space Mountain. All right, Space Mountain on its way to a potential sweep. Marissa? Yeah, I mean, uh, all my other panelists here have pretty much nailed whatever. I don't know. They've said everything that you can say. Um, now, just give us some of the, the holiday layovers on Space Mountain, and that would be great. Uh, or not layovers, the whatever they do where they add in the holiday stuff or uh what's the haunted mansion no they do a they do like a ghost one and then they do a star wars one and we don't have any of that fun stuff on ours but yeah space mountain I'm not i'm not mad about it all right, and I'm sure we can debate all those overlays further down the road but the upcoming movie aside the jungle cruise could not pull it out Space Mountain has swept it. Our next next matchup is the number five seed of Haunted Mansion versus the upset, the number 13 seed of Dumbo. Up first with his decision is Joel. And upset with Dumbo, I am. Uh, like you, we mentioned the last time, I'm not a fan of heights. Uh, Dumbo's not my favorite ride in the world, and to be honest... I think my daughter sometimes has more fun in the uh, in the waiting room of the play gym that they have uh, rather than on the actual ride. Uh, I've got to go Haunted Mansion all the way. And Haunted Mansion picks up the first vote. We're moving on to Mike. Well, I I did vote for Splash Mountain last time, and it, but it was at least partially because I just felt like I should, because I really did like do like Dumbo, and I not was not at all uh, upset to see it pull the upset. That said, uh, both of these rides are actually rides that that my daughter loves, and uh, for for different reasons, I think. But uh, she's just she's kind of into the the slightly scary fun vibe, and I think if you were to ask her, do you want, you know, we would basically say, do you want to go on the Dumbo ride or the way we described it is you want to go on the Dumbo ride or do you want to go on the Halloween ride? And I think she would probably say, I want to go on the Halloween ride. I think that she just likes it better. Um, I, I, and I think that I would uh, generally agree with her. I don't think that, uh, I think it's got a, a reasonable wait time and you get a really good ride out of it. And it's just to me, the more fun and really probably the more iconic ride. So I'm also voting for Haunted Mansion. And we've got a second vote for Haunted Mansion. Steven? 
Yeah, I'm still to figure out how the ever loving hell Dumbo is in this at all. Um, but no, it's it's coming up against the Haunted Mansion. I mean, the Haunted Mansion is maybe the most creative imagineering in the park. It's not the most up-to-date or the most modern, but given what they had at the time, all those illusions are still amazing. Yeah, it's been updated, I get it. Still amazing. Um, and it's genuinely creepy. Like, I remember being very little... Uh, being creeped out by it. Uh, I remember I've, I've got another grandma story where she almost killed me in a theme park, and that was at the Haunted Mansion. You know the park when you're in the shrinky or the growing room and the light flashes and you see the dead guy hanging above? Well, that freaked out my grandmother, and she fell on top of me. So I know what that room looks like with the lights 100% up and six Disney employees rushing around to make sure that nobody's actually hurt. I love the Haunted Mansion. It has fond memories for me. I will do it every time. I don't ever need to ride Dumbo again. I, I'm sorry. I'm not six. Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion picks up another vote. We're over to Marissa. Steven, stop taking your grandmother to Disney, please. <laughs> <laughs> please. And if she's no longer with us, I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if she's still with us. <laughs> For the record, she is not the 1,000th ghost. Okay. <laughs> this took a bad turn. She went on Splash Mountain. I was so fucking keeping that in here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be insensitive. <laughs> no. Haunted uh, Mansion is iconic. I mean, it's it's one of the rides that in every version of his parks Walt Disney had planned a haunted mansion um, it took a while to come together they could never settle on what they were going to do with it and then they finally did and I think it turned out fantastic um, I love it it's fun um, it can be scary for kids who don't necessarily like the dark or haunted stuff but you just i don't know there's something about it haunted mansion gets my vote too haunted mansion picks up a fourth vote and we are fi finishing out with nikki yeah i mean dumbo's i think dumbo is iconic and it is if you have little kids they love dumbo um and and disney is a park for kids but when you're grown up you're never gonna do it's like you don't have a kid with you you're not doing dumbo but you'll always do haunted mansion i think um, it's a great ride. I do hope that they'll bring the elevator part back because I really like that part. Um, you know, when you go into the room, they don't because of COVID, they don't put you in the elevator. Oh, yeah. But stretching. I liked that part. Um, but yeah, Haunted Mansion. I love it. It's great. I love my hitchhiking ghost. Yeah. All right. We've got our second sweep so far. Things are, are looking interesting. Uh, we're moving on to our third matchup in the Magic Kingdom round, and it is. It's a small world versus the 14 seed Carousel of Progress. Our first decider is Mike. Uh, of course, I got to go first on this one. I, I actually think I think this is a great matchup because uh, both of these rides in their ways are just they're kind of. They're relics, but in a, but in a good way, they're both iconic rides. I think they both capture very much what Walt Disney's vision of uh, Disney World was all about. Um, 
and they both actually have really, really catchy songs. Uh, I forget who it was last time, but I think that pointed out that they thought the Carousel of Progress, a uh, great big, beautiful tomorrow song was actually catchier. I might have to agree with them because I, as I also said, I think last time I woke up that morning with that song stuck in my head, just apropos of nothing. Um, oh man, I feel like it's a small world is a little bit more of an iconic ride, but I also know that for, for two re there, well, well, I'll just say if I can only go on one of these, one of these, when I'm at Walt Disney world, I'm going to go on carousel of progress. And, uh, that's mainly because not mainly because, but it's probably, it's largely because you can walk right onto it versus it's a small world, which is usually about a 30 minute wait, but it's also just, endlessly fascinating to me to just have that you know little expose of like this is the way that life has progressed i think it's wonderful um and i think that's what i'm gonna have to go with i'm gonna see if we can keep the cinderella going i'm voting for carousel of progress and the first vote is for the 14 seed carousel of progress steven what were your vote lie yeah uh absolutely right good matchup between two uh iconic Right. Uh, if you ask someone that's not a big Disney person, they might not know the Carousel of Progress. Um, they're definitely, definitely going to know it's a small world because that's just one of those icons that you associate with the Disney theme parks. Uh, which is a shame because the Carousel of Progress is a much better, more interesting ride with a better song, uh, with a better story. I mean, let's face it, it's a small world is... It's a small list of stereotypes uh, for all of its <laughs> what it wants to be. It is from its time. And um, if you don't feel that. Well, then look at the very end where the white American is a cowboy. That's what you are, according to a small world, if you're a white American. And the same stereotype applies to all the little people. It's cute when you're a kid. It gets more problematic as you're an adult. I'm still going to ride. It's a small world each and every time. But the one I look forward to is the Carousel of Progress because it's a catchy song and it's a good little story. And the jokes are pretty decent for what it is. Yeah, Carousel of Progress. Let's keep it going. And the 14 seed has picked up a second vote. Marissa? Yeah, this is, uh, I think this is the best matchup of this region um they're both 1964 world's fair rides they're the uh two that came out in their entirety there were four in total um both have their songs are both written by the sherman brothers oh gosh they they're both fantastic i think uh more people hate on it's a small world <laughs> And I think that's because more people ride it. Um, a lot of people just see Carousel Progress over there in the corner of Tomorrowland and they're like, eh, it has no line. It's probably not that great. Um, it's definitely had a resurgence over the last couple years. Um, definitely more people riding it. And as they should. It is fantastic. It's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. It is an incredible song. Um, so guess what? Our 14th seed is moving on. Small World never had a chance. Carousel of Progress picks up the decisive third vote. But we still need to hear from Nikki and Joel. 
Nikki, thoughts on this? <laughs> I mean, again, like we all said, it's a great matchup. I really enjoy both of these. I've always loved Carousel of Progress. I do think, though, my and I still am going to go this way. I am putting my vote to It's a Small World because I think over the two of them, it's just a little bit more iconic. Um, I think, you know, it is better for the little kids, too. It's more family-friendly. Like, little kids like Carousel Progress, but it can be a little... I mean, you have to be at a certain age. Like, I don't think Abby would necessarily enjoy that. Um, I think It's a Small World is enjoyed by everyone. I mean, so is Carousel Progress. I love Carousel Progress, um, and I'm glad it's going through, but my vote is for It's a Small World. All right, It's a Small World does pick up a vote, and up to Joel is our final decider here. It's a Small World gained a little bit of respect from me when I saw a documentary on the costume designer. Uh, Marissa, what's her name? Um, I'm blanking on the costume designer. I know the art direction. Alice. Oh, was um, it Alice Davis? Yeah. No, Mary. Well, yeah. Yes, Alice Davis. Mary Blair did the um, the stylizing. Yes, yeah. So it was on on the two of them that uh, that they were doing, and I really did appreciate all the thought that went into the costumes and stuff like that. But that being said, that's the only inkling that I will give. It's a small world. I absolutely hate that ride. I would rather spend my time in Pinocchio's Pizzeria, uh, looking in the glass at all the people about to go on the worst ride in Disney. Uh, <laughs> my vote is for Carousel of Progress, uh, not just because I empathize with. John, as his daughter starts to act up as she grows older and the family grows and stuff like that, but because I think it's just a better storyline than It's a Small World. With a commanding lead, Carousel of Progress, the 14 seed, will be moving on to the Sweet 16. I just, I wonder how that would go if you didn't have a bunch of Disney files um, (laughs) voting on this. (laughs) It's a small world. It's a small world. <laughs> I'll remind you that three of us uh, voted for Muppet Vision 3D in the last two true. episodes ago. So. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be us if we didn't have some wrong decisions, okay? All right. We are moving on to our final matchup in the Magic Kingdom region. We've got our seven-seed Pirates of the Caribbean versus our two-seed of Big Thunder Mountain. Up first is Steven. So I think the I'm a more of a thrill ride person. So initially I saw this matchup and I was like, Big Thunder Mountain, wildest ride in the wilderness. It's it's gotta be. But the truth of the matter is, Big Thunder Mountain is not a great roller coaster. I mean, it's a roller coaster for Disney age kids. And in that it succeeds entirely. It's a lot of fun. I love the crickety-crackety, crickety-crackety sound that it makes where they're in the tunnel, so it always echoes and it's really loud. Um, There's a lot of fun centrifugal force, obviously no loops, both because of the technology and because of the thrill level they wanted. Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, is just a more enjoyable ride. Um, Yeah, this is hard for me to say because I do really love Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. But honestly, Pirates of the Caribbean... um, it's just more iconic. It stays with me more. Again, it's got a song that can earworm its way into your head, and I like that a lot. I like the fact that because you know it's inside and they're using that bromium, it has its really unique smell 
Um, that <laughs> theme park water smell that it, it's got a sense memory to me. It stays with me. Um, I like the fact that I can wear my We Once the Redhead shirt on it and I can look disgruntled when I pass the pirate redhead now. And like there's no there's going to be one other person in the boat that feels me. So, yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. All right. Just like that, our first vote is for Pirates of the Caribbean. Marissa? I don't think you're alone on the We Wants the Redhead, uh, Stephen. A lot of people are still salty about that. Um, They're literally spongy for rum now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, both these rides are fantastic. Um, you still get the bromium water smell on... Uh, Big Thunder Mountain, just not as you know, the whole ride through. Um, I just I love Big Thunder Mountain so much. Pirates is great. Maybe I'm kind of over it because we did it every single time because our uh, our son is obsessed with Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, but I'm gonna give my vote to Big Thunder Mountain. All right, Big Thunder Mountain gets a vote. We're tied up at 1-1 up next we've got nikki yeah i mean i really love both these rides um big thunder mountain i just have such great memories of going on big thunder mountain and it, it you know yeah it's not the best coaster or thrill ride but it's a it's still fun and i like the theme and um it's really enjoyable um but I think overall, like if I'm gonna stand in line, and then you're gonna get a little bit more bang for your buck for pirates. It's a it's a decent length. I mean, Big Thunder is pretty short. Um, pirates, you get a lot of time. There's just I, I just think there's so much more in pirates. I think there's you know obviously better coasters. I mean, at Magic Kingdom. So I think Pirates of the Caribbean um, is the better ride. There's just a lot more to look at. I mean, it's really cool. Um, all the animatronics still really hold up. I mean, it does, like, have a couple little, small little hill dips, so it makes it a little fast. I mean, it's not a fast ride, but it has a couple little dips. That's fun. Um, So I think Pirates is overall the better ride. Um, So I'm going to vote for Pirates of the Caribbean. And we've got our first close matchup. Pirates of the Caribbean takes a two-to-one lead. Joel? I'm going to tell you the big problem that I have with Big Thunder Mountain, and that is a single lap bar. Now, that's not a problem for most people, but when you're a 4XL kind of guy like I am, and you sit next to someone who's wearing like a 4 toddler, that that toddler is in risk of losing their life. They're going to fly out of that cart. They have not thought this secure harness concept through on that ride completely. Um, no, I, I am a fan of rum. And I think that Pirates has the best gift shop at the end. It's the only place I could get little snap guns in uh, in Disney. And uh, in my first trip to Disney, that was the souvenir that I chose to take home. A little double-barreled handgun and, uh, that popped those little, little Dollar Tree uh, uh, snap things in there. And, uh, and I cherish that forever. So I'm going Pirates. And Pirates of the Caribbean picks up the decisive third vote. Mike? Oh, man. When I when I saw this matchup and saw that I was going last, I was sitting here going, damn it, that's going to be a tie coming into me, isn't it? That's, I, I had this uh, feeling that that was the case, and that was going to be really rough because 
I really genuinely like both of these rides, and I wasn't entirely sure which one I was going to vote for. Uh, and even though it's even though it doesn't really matter now, uh, I think that as I was listening to everybody talk, uh, maybe it was just because most of the votes obviously were for Pirates of the Caribbean, but they kind of swayed me. I think that I'm also going to give my vote for Pirates of the Caribbean. I just think it has that just that little bit of an edge over Big Thunder Mountain. I think as as a couple of people pointed out, Big Thunder Mountain is a fine roller coaster, but if I really want to go to a good roller coaster, it's not necessarily the one that I'm going to gravitate towards. So I will also vote for Pirates. And what started as a close game has turned into a blowout. The Pirates of the Caribbean take a 4-1 to lead over Big Thunder Mountain, moving them on to the Sweet 16. We're headed over now to our Epcot region where our four matchups tonight are going to be the number one seed of Soren versus the number nine seed, Grand Fiesta Tour. After that, we've got the number five seed, Living with the Land, against the number four seed of Spaceship Earth. Then we've got the number six seed, Mission Space, versus the number three seed of Frozen Ever After. And wrapping us all up, we've got the number seven seed of The Seas with Nemo and Friends, battling it out with the number two seed of Test Track. Up first in our Soren versus Grand Fiesta Tour matchup is Marissa. Hey guys, the three Caballeros are back in the Grand Fiesta Tour and they've all been refurbed. There's no longer nice. cardboard cutouts and a plant replacing Donald. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's with that said, this has no chance against Soren. Absolutely no chance against Soren um, in either of its versions. Soaring over California or soaring over the world, um, it's incredible. the 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 feeling that you get, the smells that you experience, is just an incredible ride. Soren Soren gets my vote. And Soren picks up the first vote. Nikki. Yeah, you know, I go on Grand Fiesta Tour every single time, probably several times, because it's easy to get onto. And let's face it, we really like the margaritas in Mexico. And it's a great place to go after you've had a margarita. Soren, I have my issues with. I, it, it's so hard to get on. Like, honestly, we, we don't even go on it most of the time because we're, we're not going to wait in line for it. It's a great ride, but I'm not waiting 90 minutes. I'm just, I'm not going to do it. But that being said, when I do get to go on Soren, it is definitely the much better ride over Grand Fiesta Tour. Grand Fiesta Tour is fun. It's cute. I love me some Donald Duck, but I mean, take it or leave it. I, but Soren is the better ride. I just do wish it was easier to get on. But Soren gets my vote. All right, and Soren does pick up the second vote. We're over to Joel. You know, I have a feeling if you would have taken Grand Fiesta Tour and included the entire Mexico Pyramid along with the tequila and stuff, that that might have had a chance against this. But Soaring, you know, I'm I'm scared of heights. But I actually do okay with that. Um, that's that's one that I can uh, I can do because um, I don't feel like oh no I'm gonna fall out of the thing or something. Uh, however, my God, I think they modeled the line after the Atlanta airport because <laughs> the length that you have to walk to get to the gates of this ride is just ridiculous. I feel like I walk all the way to, to animal animal kingdom from Epcot just to get on this ride. Um, and again, the length of the ride is something that, 
Uh, I'll be honest with you. That's one that we pass uh, unless unless uh, the kids really jones in to go on it, you know, or something like that. I like that they do the smell of vision or or the the scent, whatever that is, kind of deal. To include it in 4D, I think it's a better ride. But if this is my opinion, I'm going with Grand Fiesta Tour. All right, and Grand Fiesta Tour picks up a vote. Over to Mike. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely understand a lot of uh, Joel's criticisms, but still, I'm sorry. Th- this could be dirty foursome with the three caballeros, and I'm still voting for Soren here. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. No, I had to call back to my little thing from last time. No, I, they, they are legitimate. Uh, it is the big the big problem with Soren is that it is very difficult to get on. But when you do get on, it really is just an incredible experience. And I think... I think there's something to be said for that, you know, and Stephen mentioned in the last region about uh, what you're going to try and get your fast pass on. Again, it's just as hard to get a fast pass for Soren, but that's the one like you're that you're gunning for when you when you are, know that you're going to go. You're trying to get that fast pass right away. Uh, Grand Fiesta Tour. I'm glad to hear it's the refurb is done. It's I think it's a really pleasant ride. It's great to go on after you have a margarita and before you have another margarita. Uh and it's I, you know, it is one that we go to every time. But uh, if I have the choice between one of these rides, I'm going Soren. And Soren does pick up the decisive third vote, moving it on to the next round. But we'd still like to hear from Steven. First of all, I would like to say I'm very delighted to hear the three caballeros are back where they belong. Um, I was a little concerned they were going to take it down, which didn't make a lot of sense for me because. The Caballeros, they're still kind of promoting that. Like, they show up all the time in the new DuckTales and things like that. So, I was a little surprised when they started to make it look like they were going to take them out completely. That being said, I I don't care if uh, you got to walk to Timbuktu and that. First of all, if you're not a person that likes to walk, Epcot is not your park. Let's be honest. There's a lot of distance to cover to get anywhere in Epcot. So, you just (laughs) accept that. You go to Soren first thing in the day because nobody goes to the land pavilion to start the day. You walk on Soren and then you use your fast pass to go on it a second time and you have two Soren experiences and it's amazing. Soren is great. It's like it's I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I am flabbergasted that we're even debating this and that Soren did not wait. Soren gets my vote. And Soren does pick up a fourth vote, moving it on to the round of 16. Up next, we've got Living with the Land, battling it out with Spaceship Earth. Up first, we've got Nikki. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going Spaceship Earth on this one. I mean, Living with the Land, it, I understand its appeal and everything. I mean, it is interesting, um, all the things they do. Um but I, I actually really like Space Earth, Spaceship Earth, and I think it's iconic in the ball and everything. So I feel like if I'm going to go on one, I'm going to go on Spaceship Earth. So that's what I'm voting for. And just like that, Spaceship Earth picks up the first vote. Over to Joel. I know that, uh, that some members of the panel uh, who will be going last in this round are not big fans of Spaceship Earth and uh, and the changes that have been made. But... Uh, that being said, I'm, I'm slightly, uh, uh, ignorant, I guess, to some of those, 
Uh, I don't remember anyone other than, uh, uh, who is it now? Dame Judy Dench is the narrator, uh, doing the, uh, the storyline in there. Um, I, I enjoy that a lot. Uh, especially again, my favorite section is when you go backwards and all the twinkly lights are, are making your eyes go cross-eyed in there. Uh, I never pick my destination. I always just stare into that and get hypnotized. I'm going Spaceship Earth as well. And Spaceship Earth picks up a second vote. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, agree with my predecessors here. Uh, I, I, you know, I, living with the land, I, as I sort of said last time, I, I don't dislike, I don't have a strong feeling about it one way or the other. It's a completely pleasant ride. It's one that you, you know, you can hit up if you've got a little time and you're right there. Spaceship Earth, I don't know if it's just because it's right there and it's in the ball or something like that, but that's the one that I'm hitting every single time. I think it's far and away the more iconic ride. And uh, I do, I will say that I do agree with uh, Marissa. I think that it was, it was better in its earlier incarnations, but I still think it's a high quality ride. And I still think it's the one that you want to hit between these two when you're at Epcot. So I am also voting for Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth picks up another vote. And we're over to Steven. Uh, yeah, this one might sound a little weird, but um, I'm actually going to vote for Living with the Land. It's just a little more iconic to me because it feels like a little more of the original Epcot. Uh, it's had some changes, but it's much closer to the Epcot rides all kind of suck because they all have sponsors and the sponsors don't want to put any money to repair it because there's not a good return on investment. And it's this stupid little ride where I learn about, you know, using natural pesticides like ladybugs and wasps. And then I see the Mickey pumpkins. And it's just, to me, for some reason, even though the symbol of Epcot is that stupid golf ball, when I ride the land, I feel most like when I rode Epcot rides as a little kid. So since we're in a situation where I can't moneyball it, I'm going to cast a vote for Living with the Land. (laughs) And Living with the Land does pick up a vote. Let's hear what Marissa has to say. You know, I was I was hopeful when the Epcot um, changes were announced that, you know, we might get a better Spaceship Earth. But now that's, you know, in, you know, canceled indefinitely um, or at least on the back burner. Um, I love living with the land. Um, right. Stephen, Stephen was right on point. It is the last ride that is um, what Epcot was meant to be. Um, We lost all the other ones because sponsorships pulled out and they didn't want to change and refurb anything on their own without getting another sponsor. And they could find something more thrilling that would get more people. So that's what they did. Um, I can't wait. One day I will get on the behind the scenes tour promise you this <laughs> but living with the land would have got my vote living with the land is like going through a nine-year-old's science project i'm sorry <laughs> i just feel like i'm traveling through a trifold cardboard display yeah and that's what epcot used to feel like it's <laughs> totally true isn't it? <laughs> it totally is true it was that way because we didn't have the internet yet and it yep. was to inform people <laughs> of things going on in the world 
Very true. Well, the vote did matter because it actually brought us to our closest vote yet in this round of 32. <laughs> but Spaceship Earth is moving on with a 3-2 to two lead to the Sweet 16. Up next, we've got our six seed of Mission Space going up against the three seed of Frozen Ever After. Up first, I believe we've got Joel. Uh, yeah, Mission Space, way too claustrophobic. I I can't stand having closed in, screen that close, all that kind of stuff. And because of that, I know that. Well, you know, I've talked to several of my friends, and a lot of them won't go on it because of that. Uh, I think Mission Space is a, a, you know, so those who enjoy it enjoy it a lot, but I don't think it's a ride for everyone. Uh, and that's why, uh, in looking at the two of these, uh, I decided, well, not just for myself, but as a whole, that Frozen Ever After was a better ride because it was for everyone. All right, and Frozen Ever After picks up the first vote. Up next, we've got Mike. Yeah, I think uh, that was excellently, excellently said, Joel. Uh, I actually had a very similar thought process uh, with the that that I do think Mission Space is only for you know a, a subset of people, whereas uh, Frozen After After is more likely to appeal to everybody. Uh, and that's why I struggled with this vote a little bit because the certain subset of people that Mission Space is for just happens to include me. And, uh, you know, I do, while I do think Frozen Ever After has more universal appeal, the one that I want to go on more is probably Mission Space. Uh, yeah, I think that, um, I think I do have to give Mission Space my vote. I, I think Frozen Ever After is a great movie. A great movie. Fro Frozen's a great movie, but uh, Frozen Ever After is a great ride. I, uh, you know, uh, it's a shame that they had to replace Maelstrom, but that's fine. Uh, it's still a, it's still a good ride, and they did a great job with it. Uh, but Mission Space is going to get my vote here. Mission Space picks up its first vote, and we are moving on to Steven. What? 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 <laughs> okay. Frozen Ever After is better than any version of the Maelstrom. Okay, let's get that done. That's an improvement. Thank God Norway no longer sponsors that pavilion because I don't have to sit and watch the <laughs> stupid tourism video with the longboat. Uh, it's got probably the best animatronics in the park. Uh, the ones on Rise of Resistance are more sophisticated, but uh, better ones are the Frozen ones because they're cartoon characters. You can be more forgiving, so they look more like cartoon characters instead of real people. It's great. Go on it. Even if you're not a Frozen person, even if you don't have a kid, go ahead and burn your fast pass on Frozen Ever After. Uh, particularly if you've never done it before. But Mission Space! That's, not only is it an incredible thrill ride, but there's not a thrill ride like it uh, at any of the other parks, including like the Universal Parks and everything. It's just a big you know, motion spinner, like they're training astronauts not to throw up. And that's what it is. It works. It's training astronauts. You're there's like the science nerd in me is like, yeah, this is not just a fake training me to go to Mars, but this is kind of sort of like training to go to Mars. It's great. It's amazing. I, 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 I ride it three, four times and it's a really short ride because people are scared because people are wimps. And that means I get to ride it more, which is even better. I, I, I love, I love it. 
Frozen is okay. I mean, let's be honest. Frozen is the worst of the digital princess movies, except for Frozen 2. But no, no, you absolutely, absolutely. The only thing that can make Mission Space better is if Elsa was on it and she blew me. So that's the only thing that's missing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, those will be the the next level of animatronics, and I can't wait. Mission Space (laughs) picks up its second votes. Marissa? Oh, um, yeah, Mission Space is not going to get my vote. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's probably the most expensive ride ever built at Disney. And it's probably cost them the most because of all the lawsuits. Um, <laughs> and Frozen, Frozen Ever After is fantastic. Yes, I'm sad Maelstrom's gone because I just loved the trolls and the longboat and all of the Norwegian culture. Um, we would go and watch the tourism video. Um, and that was probably one of the only ones that we would. <laughs> and yes, my dad was pro- the primary source of making us go and watch that video. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I have a daughter who's obsessed with Frozen and she l- lost her ever loving mind when she got to go on that ride for the first time. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's more accessible for the family. It's better. Doesn't make me want to hurl. Um, so Frozen gets my vote. We'll see where this ends up. Well, and for the first time today, we've got an actual important decision being made. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and with that, we've got a new round, and everyone's buzzer beaters have been reset. So this is over to Nikki, but would anyone like to use a buzzer beater on this? Nope. It's a resounding silence. Nikki, this is over to you. You know, I I, I agree with what a lot of people are saying on both of these rides. I think Frozen Ever After definitely has more of an appeal for everybody and let's face it they really needed a frozen ride yes it may not be the best disney movie but it's made them a ton of money they needed a frozen ride so i'm glad that they did it yes i did love maelstrom i kind of wish they could have found another place for frozen but it it is a good thing to have an epcot i like that they have sort of a kids style ride in the showcase they don't really have any other rides there um so it's nice to kind of bring um, to have that, you know, as a break in the in the world showcase, um, Mission Space, I still get a little scared every time I go on it because they give me so many warnings that I feel like I might die because it's like they just warning, warning. I remember the first time I went on it, I was like, I was actually extremely nervous, and I and I go on all kinds of thrill rides, um, but I I have to give Mission Space my vote on this one. It is a fantastic ride. I mean, yes, I think. Frozen Ever After, as far as far as those kind of kid rides go, you need to ride it. It's one of the best ones. But Mission Space, I just think there is nothing else like it. Um, it is not for everybody, but I love it. Um, so I just think it's so cool. So I have to give it to Mission Space. And in our first toss-up of the night, Mission Space takes the cake with a 3-2 to two win over Frozen Ever After. Moving it on to the Sweet 16. Mike, definitely do not take your grandmother on Mission Space. Yeah, it's Steven. 
Oh, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, do not take your grandmother on mission space. I mean, nobody take their grandmother on mission space. And in general, grandmother. I mean, should... she's kind of a trooper. I could probably talk her into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on to our final matchup in this episode. We've got the number seven seed of the Seas with Nemo and friends versus the number two seed of Test Track. Up first, we've got Mike. You know, I'm si- I've been sitting here kind of staring at th- at this matchup since casting my vote in the previous one, and trying to and surprising myself that I'm struggling with which way to go because I think I think Test Track is a really fun ride, but I keep looking at the seas with Nemo and friends and thinking that's such a cool ride with such neat effects to it, and. And actually, uh, Nikki kind of said it when she was talking about Frozen Ever After is there are there. Obviously, it's not over there, but there's uh, there aren't that many themed rides that feature that are based on Disney movies in that area in the in Epcot. And I really just do think that it might actually be the better ride here. I mean, I really like both of these rides, but. There's just there's something about the seas with Nemo and friends that has just been speaking to me since I've been staring at this matchup, but I'm not uh, articulating it very well. But I, I think I just think it's a nice, pleasant little ride, and I think the effects are really cool. I think it's fun for the whole family. Uh, so I'm actually going to vote for the seas with Nemo and friends. And the seas with Nemo and friends picks up the first vote. Steven? Jiminy H. Cricket, people. How in the whole big blue fucking world can anyone cast a goddamn vote for Nemo and friends when the goddamn test track is on the other side of the bracket? That that thing that you can't quite put your put your finger on, it's called a brain aneurysm. What have you done? Uh, no, test track is clearly superior one. Find the seas with Nemo and friends is the thing you got to do to look at the manatees. Let's be honest. It's it's just a thing there. You get in the seashell you bore yourself for 10 minutes, you hear the song, which is much better than Finding Nemo the Musical, and you wish you were an animal kingdom until you can see the goddamn manatees. Test Track <laughs> is great. It's not as good as it used to be before they did the new overlay, but Test Track is a fun, fun ride that needs to be a 5-0 sweep. So you go ahead and find a way to make a time machine and fix your vote. And we've got a split decision so far. Test Track picks up its first vote. Marissa? Yeah, you know why there isn't a whole lot of IP? It's because it wasn't supposed to be there. Epcot is not was not supposed to be Disney-fied. No, Nemo should not be getting any votes here. I'm sorry. Test Track is incredible. Um probably way better than world emotion it's just so much fun how can how how can you not vote for for test track test track gets my vote too <laughs> and test track picks up a second vote nikki i think mike was just trying to stir up some controversy over here i don't know what no <laughs> <me>? <laughs> um I, I mean i actually really like nemo i think it's fun um you know, it's a cute little ride to go on. And again, there's never really a wait, so that's nice. Um, and, and I'm okay with some Disney-fying of Epcot. It is Disney World. Add a few Disney rides. It's okay. 
Um, I understand the concept of Epcot, but it's okay to have some few Disney themed rides. So I like it. But yes, Test Track is amazing. It's probably one of my favorite rides of all the parks. Um, I've always really loved that ride. I think it's just enough of a thrill ride, but just enough of something different and cool. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I think Test Track is fantastic. So I can't give Nima my vote, but I understand my husband's weird sense for it. But I think he was just trying to stir up trouble. <laughs> Troll in the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would certainly never do that on purpose here, but Test Track <laughs> does pick up its third decisive vote, but we do need to hear from Joel one last time. Joel, what do you say here? Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jewish God. Help me, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, use your witchcraft on me to get the fire off of me. I gotta go fast. It's Test Track all the way for me. <laughs> And Test Track does pick up its fourth vote, moving it on to the Sweet 16. We've got our matchups, and we've got our first half of the bracket decided. Let's see who they are. All right, our first matchup in the Sweet 16 in the Magic Kingdom region is going to be Space Mountain versus Haunted Mansion. After that, we'll have the Carousel of Progress battling it out against the Pirates of the Caribbean, or Caribbean. After that, we'll go over to the Epcot region where we've got Soren battling it out against Spaceship Earth. And finally, we'll have Mission Space up against Test Track. Well, we've decided our first day to the Sweet 16. In our next show, you'll have to check it out to see if we make the right decision for the next date. And if you like what we're doing here, and if you want to help support what we're doing, please feel free to check us out on patreon.com slash ptebb. That is our sister show, and this show right here stands for Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. Uh, over there, you'll find all of our additional content. We've got bonus trivia shows, as well as our new show, Boozy Revisited, where we go over all the tough and bad and wrong decisions we've made the month before on Boozy Bracketology. Um, we'll always, we're always interacting, and we've gotten all sorts of new bonus content coming out over the summer, uh, so make sure to check us out over there and support us in any way that you feel fit. Uh, as always, you can also find us on social media everywhere at Boozy Bracketology, except on Twitter, where we are Boozy Brackets because they just don't let us use our whole name. Uh, on Facebook, you can join us. We are at The Lounge, fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, where you can catch us pretty much anytime. Um, we love interacting and talking about shows and decisions and trivia questions and basically anything and everything we'll argue about on there. Um, so check us out there on Facebook at the Facebook group, The Lounge, fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. Uh, coming soon, and this will be the first time I actually announce it, we'll actually have our own store up as well, and you'll be able to check that out at ptebb.com, where we'll have all of our merch for Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. Um, I know that we have some of our logo shirts going up, uh, as well as our our wrongness is part of our charm shirt um, and as a few other designs that we've got working on. So uh, make sure to check it out on there. If you want any of our shirts, sweatshirts, masks, God knows what else is on there. You can get yourself a coffee mug. I'm pretty sure everybody wants coffee mugs, but that's neither here nor there for boozy bracketology. I have been your host, Jeff. 
I'm Nikki. I'm Mike. I've been Steven. And I'm Marissa. We will see you on the next show. Bye. Adios. Adios.